paraphernalia, all this stuff. So maybe I used to be a teacher and an art major. Could you help me out with Hold this. I'll hold it. Oh, no, 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 where did I come from a week ago and I couldn't come to Communitas because I was... Oh, you got it! All right, yes. I use this every day. Oh, you said put behind you. Every day. Do you feel how it feels here? Do you feel how it feels here? Okay, this is nothing. This is nothing. Those that have, who have been on mission trips where it's humid and hot when you're just sitting and doing nothing. Yeah, your sweaters and your little scarves. No, you don't use any of that. This is Japan, what is supposed to be the fall. And I was so looking forward to cool, nice weather. Kind of wish I was back here. But the Lord, as we say about the fire, the Lord had other things in mind. But we went, 65 missionaries came back to Japan. It was the 100th anniversary of the Lutheran Church. Now, the Lutheran Church, is it alive or not alive? Not so much in Japan. So we went, though, praying and with great expectations. My whole family went because I grew up in Japan. My parents and uh, my dad, as you some of you have heard, is just great shape, plays tennis, jogs, and just swims, everything. Well, the day before he left, he sprained his ankle. So he's in a wheelchair. And I had asked the Lord, in fact, the day before I went, several days, wasn't I? Crying. Yep. I had tears. <laughs> Why, Lord, am I leaving? And when I got there, I realized, oh, I'm here to be nurse and luggage carrier. That's really spiritual, isn't it? Yeah. Luggage carrier. Well, it ended up that because of that, the Lord used it for good. How did He do that? And my dad's in pain. That part was not so much fun. But he was a good sport about it. And how did we have a chance to witness to all the guys who were pushing the wheelchair? Who sits with you on the train? Just random people. You have a captive so the Lord just used what we thought was going to be just you know not a, a very sad hard time even though there were, were some hard times and there were tears not only of uh, thinking about back here but thinking of the masses how many of you have been to Tokyo or Japan? Some of you have. Yes, there's two. And Ritsuko-san is also back in the corner there. So you know what I'm talking about with the crowds. Well, this was Japan's uh, holiday week. So we had even more crowds. So it was not a culture shock for me. But it was um, a blessing to be among all uh my people. I felt at home. Yes. In fact, we had a word, we say, furusato. And uh, my brother said that when we were all together with this huge group celebrating the 100th year of the Lutheran uh, church and seminary. And we all said, yeah, that is exactly, that is exactly how we felt. 
Now, we are in the center of Japan. If anybody wants to know more about this trip, afterwards I'll show some uh, pictures on my computer. Just fun little uh, pictures. But this is the middle of Japan. So we went with the, you know, the what kind of a train is there that goes the fastest in the world? Yes, the bullet train. And so we were uh, from Tokyo, Narita Airport. You knew the answer, didn't you, Naomi? All the way down south and then back again and all the way up near where the Olympics were and then back again. And we had six churches that we were uh, sharing and singing together. And, and this is where my flags came wow. in. <laughs> one, one, on. one second, one second. Oh. This one, this little one is called Breakthrough. And we pray. Okay, okay. I have a little trouble behind me, everyone. Is there somebody behind me? Oh, there he is. Thank you. I'm holding it. Now, can you imagine this thing with a flag? The small little churches, this, this crowd right here. Um, would have been a huge crowd. We had, you know, maybe this many. Okay, let go now. Thank you. Come here to here. And we had the small churches, so I used the smaller ones. But I just said, Lord, thank you. And as I told them about the flag, I prayed, thank you, Father, that you are going to restore Japan. So pray with me there. Restore Japan, Lord. Lord. Bring restoration. Let your blood cover them. Father, restore them to health. Lord, seeds have been planted in Japan. Father, from way, way back, we're a teenage country here in America compared to Japan. We have a lot to learn. Lord, many were persecuted in Japan. Many died for their faith. When they say yes to you, Lord, they are saying yes in a great way because they are many times losing their inheritance. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you that you are over this whole world. You've got the whole world in your hands, and we're trusting you, Father, mm-hmm. that you are going to bring breakthroughs and restoration to Japan. There's a picture here, a prophetic art piece that was painted several years ago. This picture of Jesus stepping over Japan, and you see the water of life flowing down. And there are scriptures that go along with it. Of course, we know the scriptures about living water uh, from Revelation, the clear as crystal. Uh, The darkness here, you know, that's that's what we we know uh, we're fighting against, principalities. The angels are holding back the, uh, the darkness in this picture here and letting the water flow down. So, Father, we ask that you would just break the darkness, break those strongholds, Father, uh, in Japan, that your light would pour forth, that your water of life would pour forth. And, Father, as the young people, as we saw many young people, and my heart just cried out for them. My family was going through the same thing where tears would just come because we thought, Lord, this this is too much for us. We know the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Send forth your yes. laborers, yes. Father, mm-hmm. for your glory. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father, that the young people are searching everywhere in the world, and we saw this in Japan. Yes, they're searching. Sometimes they don't know what they're searching for. Mm-hmm. They want to be like everyone else. They want to be cool. They want to be trying everything. And, Lord, we had so many wonderful opportunities to share your word in your life. It blessed us so much. It was evident that you were there. Your presence was strong. You went before us, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I knew why I went. Someone prayed for my feet because my feet were hurting me. Actually, walk, going on walks days before I left, I thought, I can't do all that walking on these train stations up and down the stairs. Lord, and someone prayed for me. They said, the minute you step off that plane, your feet will not hurt. That was true. I had no pain the whole time I was gone for those ten days that I traveled. And two of them, two extra were getting there and back. Lord, you were so 
gracious. And I do pray that you continue to heal my dad's sprained ankle. Thank you, Father. And, uh, Lord, um, I just wanted to pray for uh, Litsko's son, too. Can you come up here, Litsko? Litsko has a burden for Japan, and the first time I heard it, I just, of course, cried, saying, Lord, thank you. She wants to start a community-type group in Nagoya. That's, somewhere. I, I live, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere. Okay, well, I, I didn't get to Nagoya, but that's where she's from. And, uh, and I, the first place I was in Tokyo was a couple that I, well, Paul also knew them from, when was it, when Andrew was a baby? That was quite a few years ago when we were in Japan. And their son has a burden now, and he's been in Florida for four years. He said, God's calling me back mm-hmm. for young people in Japan. So um, let's put our hands up towards the skull and pray for Japan. Oh, you say something. I have a one, like a, a prayer request. Now many young people are suffering with depression, including no. my my friend's brother and my no. colleague's brother. So please pray for like those young people who are suffering with depression. Yes. Thank mm. you for your prayers. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Whoever wants to pray, just pray very loudly, or else come up here and take the mic. Lord Jesus, we lift up to you the youth of Japan. The people of Japan, God. We ask for them. They're hungry, they're searching for you, God. And we just ask you to bless me, school as she goes to offer you the food to them, the food for their souls. Yes, Lord. And um, I just ask you to anoint this girl somehow and Father, break the spirit of depression off of Jeff Japan, especially off of the church, off the pastors there, who are so discouraged and know it's coming to Christ. Lord, break off the spirit of depression from the church, God. Can you encourage them? Let them know that Japan is going to come to you, God. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Thank you, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. All right, when the Lord brings Japan to mind, put those things in the back of your heart and pray. Oh, I forgot to add that music thing, but you know what? I'll put it on later. It doesn't matter. My, my daughter said it would be distracting, but I got a... Oh, one thing I forgot to say. Speaking of music, someone gave me a, a, um, a vineyard... Uh, CD with Japanese worship on it, and it's got you know songs like ones that you would know also, and and that was such a blessing if you ever want to hear that. Um, Ritsuko also uh, showed me a website uh, on YouTube actually, where 300 Japanese uh, young adults worship together. They meet I think every two to three hours, and uh, if you're interested in seeing that, that blessed my heart. One last thing, and then I'll let my husband talk. Uh, this, these items will be in the back to eat. Now, I was going to throw them out to whoever, but you know, I'm I'm a teacher, remember, and I'd say my kids don't open them until afterwards. But they're wasabi, and yes, and hot pepper, um, rice cookies, crackers. Uh-huh. Alright. <laughs> so, I'll have that computer thing going afterwards. Where? Um, wherever. Wherever, okay. <laughs> Look wherever. Pardon? Still okay? 
How are you guys out there? I can see you. Okay, Father, speak to us. You've spoken to us already tonight. Keep speaking to us. We want to hear from you again. Teach us something about prayer. Anybody feel like they'd like to get the prayer thing down? You want to learn how to pray? Luke 11. You got a Bible to share with somebody? It says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. Think of the times that you remember Jesus praying. Just speak it out when you remember Jesus praying. Gethsemane. Yeah. Gethsemane in the garden. Feeding the 5,000. Lifted up the loaves and prayed. Mm-hmm. Raise Lazarus. Raise Lazarus. Before. Spend the night in prayer before he chose the disciples. Would you have needed to spend the night in prayer before choosing your team? Yeah. yeah. Would you? I mean, do we? Mm-hmm. I think I might have been able to do it in a half hour. An hour. <laughs> what does that say about me? It doesn't say anything about Jesus. It says something about me. He was dependent on his Father. I'm less dependent. He didn't pray because he was the Son of God. He prayed because he was dependent upon his Father. He prayed at the cross. He prayed at his baptism. He prayed at the transfiguration. He prayed before he called people. He prayed after he did miracles. He spent the night in prayer. He prayed and prayed and prayed. His life was a prayer. And the disciples are watching him pray. And then one day, what do they say? Teach us. Did he? He did, didn't he? They became powerful men of prayer. It was their prayer that turned the world upside down. They got it. Do you think he could teach you to pray? If you said, Lord, teach me to pray? Now, we don't have any record of them saying, Lord, teach us to evangelize. That would have been a good thing. Or, Lord, teach us to heal. That would have been a good request. We don't have any record of them asking that. But we do have a record of them saying, Lord, teach us to pray, and he taught them. And he could teach us. So everything I say now is in response to the request that they made. So what I'm going to say now, in the next whatever, half hour or so, is in response to their request, Lord, teach us to pray. He said, when you pray, say... Father. Now when he said that, this is how I think they responded. Father. Because that isn't the way they pray. That's too personal. They did not say, Dear Father. But Jesus, the Son of God, comes on the scene and he says, Now, when you pray... Say, Father. Jesus is teaching us something about prayer. He's telling us to pray, Father. Now, what I discovered, what I'm teaching to you now, I listen to how people pray, and most people don't say, Dear Father. Now, it's not illegal to pray, Dear Lord, or Dear Jesus. But if you want to pray as Jesus taught you to pray. If you want to pray as the apostles pray. Therefore I bow my knee before the Father. Karen and I had a little discussion on what what the kids say first. Is it mama or dada? What do you think it is? You got any idea, Sharon? Uh, mama. Uh, mama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now you want me to say something. Well, I'll ask you a question that can be answered. What's the first thing, what's the first word you learn as a new Christian? Romans 8 tells us. Uh, 
I'll give you a clue. It ain't mama. <laughs> For you did not receive the spirit that makes you a slave to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And when we cry out, Abba, Father, the spirit testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. There's something within you. The spirit within you wants to say, Father. Because the Spirit brings us to the Father and teaches us about what the Father has for us. And if you want to learn how to pray, learn to say, Father. So I taught my kids in prayer to say, Father, when Karis was five years old, I wish you could have heard her say, Father. I think, when she said that, I think God said to the angels, Shh! Karis is talking. <laughs> Say Father. Say it again. God loves to hear you say Father. And there's a reason why when we pray, He wants us to say Father. Because of what's going to follow. Prayer is boiled down to one word, and that word is asking. It's not praise. Prayer, praise, and thanksgiving. Scripture speaks about prayer is asking. Who are good at asking? Adults? <laughs> Who gives Christmas lists and expects to get them? My kids don't anymore. I'm glad they don't. Well, some, sometimes they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> the amazing thing about the Christmas list that they put together is they would get what's on their list. Once Israel, this wasn't at Christmas, once he asked me for a slingshot, Dad, would you get me a slingshot? I said, yes. And he waited and he didn't get the slingshot. You know what adults would say? Well, I guess God doesn't want me to have a slingshot. So he asked me again, Hey, Dad, what about that slingshot? Then he used the P word. You promised. <laughs> he really wanted the slingshot. He stuck with it. He got two slingshots. I bought him one, and I made him one. Because he was a boy. Because he was my child. Because I was his father. And children are good at asking. When I would get back from a trip, I'd walk in the door. My kids would say, Welcome home, Daddy. Did you bring us anything? <laughs> they know how to ask. They're bold. They're shameless. They're relentless in asking. Are you a kid or are you an adult? If you're a kid, you know how to ask. Now listen to what Jesus says now. He says, when you pray, say, Father. Then he teaches us what we call the Lord's Prayer. It's, I don't know if that's a good term for it, because he never prayed the prayer. He never prayed, forgive us our trespasses, because he didn't have any to forgive. So he didn't pray the prayer. It's for us to pray. Maybe a model. So he talks about his kingdom, his will, his... his uh, uh, purposes, and then he, we focus on our needs, our, our bread, our deliverance. And then he tells us two, show, two stories. First one is about a guy who goes to his buddy at, what time was it? Midnight. Who is it? It's your friend Jake. Jake! You know what time it is? <laughs> no. Sundials don't work when the sun goes down. <laughs> it's midnight, you idiot. <laughs> hey, I need some bread. Now, we don't understand that story because we're Americans and we don't live in the Middle East. I lived in the Middle East. And I understand this story because when I went to a friend's house in Bethlehem named Fuad, I had to be careful what I admired because I would take it home with me. Not I may take it home with me, I would take it home with me. 
Because when you go into their home, you are the king or the queen. And I can tell you strange stories, which I won't take time to do tonight, but I can tell you strange stories about how that was played out. Because I was the king in their home. So I was careful. I just admired their BMWs and, and you know, things like that. <laughs> so this guy, he's in a place of crisis. What kind of people ask? Children and desperate people. And he's desperate. It's midnight, and so he asked him for bread. Now, does he get a yes answer? Listen to this and tell me if it sounds anything near a yes. <laughs> then the one from within says, don't bother me. Does that sound like a yes to you? <laughs> Listen, you don't, all, you don't want to be there already. You're embarrassed and you hear, don't bother me. Are you out of there? I think you're out of there. The door is already locked. Is, was that a yes? That wasn't a yes. My kids are with me in bed. Was that a yes? What is he saying, my kids are with me in bed? What, what's, he, what's he saying here? Go home. It sounds to me like he's saying go home. What, what if he gets up? What, what happens? Hey, I've got six kids. I put kids to bed. The problem with little kids is they got radar, and you sneak out of the room, and you just, you're going backwards, you know, half. You don't want to, you don't want to bump anything, and then you just on the way out, something squeaks. That's going to happen here. He knows my kids went to bed. I get up, they get up, and we go through the whole routine again. He doesn't want to get up. He doesn't like this guy here. He's saying no. No, no. Does the guy go away? He's still there. Doesn't, can't this guy hear no? Listen, here's, here's the clincher. Four things. I can't get up and give you anything. You're out of there, right? You're gone. Did you get the bread? This guy's stubborn. Here's what it says. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he's his friend. Yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. Take the crummy bread. Get out of here. <laughs> that guy was desperate, and he wasn't taking no for an answer. Now, let me ask you a question. When you pray, do you give up to we receive? you know that there are times when God wants you to stick around until you harp on it and get your slingshot or whatever you ask for? I'll prove it to you. Canaanite woman, she, she crashed the retreat that Jesus and the disciples were on. Matthew chapter 15. And Jesus went up to the north so he could get away from people. And this woman comes in and says, crying out, Lord, Son of David, verse 22, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Man, when you hear a need like that, Jesus is going to respond to it right away. Does he? What does he do? Nothing. It says, Jesus did not answer a word. So that gave the disciples a cue. The disciples say, send her away. She keeps crying. She's bugging at it. Get her out of here. So she's got two no's already. She had the silence of Jesus, and she got the disciples saying, get her out of here. We want you. We don't want her around. That's two no's. Okay. Proceed. Jesus answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. Was that a yes? You're the wrong race, lady. Would you have been out of there? wonder if I was quit by now. She's desperate. She's got a demon-possessed daughter. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. 
He would listen to this now. He's going to insult her. Tell me if this sounds like a yes. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Is that a yes? She's got four no's. She says, okay. She's got on some crumbs. That's all I need. She, she refused to be insulted. She refused to be turned back with the silence of God or with people who were bugged by her. Or even Jesus saying something. And Jesus marveled. He said, I've not seen this kind of faith before. He called it faith because she wouldn't take no for an answer. And then, Jesus throws in a Bible verse. Every once in a while when you're reading along, you know, you you're reading along and you come across a Bible verse. <laughs> Luke 11. We're back there. After he tells this story about asking and not giving up, he says, And so I say to you, ask. And it will be given to you. Seek. Knock for most people who ask receive. That what it says? That isn't what it says. It says everyone. Does that work? Does that does it always work? Does does he really mean everyone or is he just exaggerating? Is, does Jesus just exaggerate to try to get us to think it always works when it doesn't always work, right? Doesn't always work because everyone doesn't always get it. Jesus doesn't exaggerate. There's something we need to know about his Father that he is teaching us. And he said everyone, and he meant it. He said everyone who asks receives. There's something about the Father that we need to Get that Paul prays that we'll understand just how great is his love. We talked about it a little earlier. It is so great. He loves so, so much to give. We're, we're not these people asking, and he's reluctant, and so we've got to twist his arm in prayer. That is not it at all. It's that he is waiting for people who won't take no for an answer and who will press in on him because he said, come boldly. He didn't say, come timidly. He said, come boldly. He said, go for it. Ask and keep asking. Seek and keep seeking. Knock and keep knocking. And you'll get it. Go for it. And he gives us several examples. He means what he's saying. And then he tells a story that is a, seems a little weird. Because then he says, which of you, fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Oh, that's interesting. These dads are saying, have you ever, have you ever done that? Have you ever, hey dad, please pass the fish. <laughs> hey dad, what's this snake doing on my plane? <laughs> and these dads are saying, this is weird. Or, and, he, and then he doesn't quit. He says, or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. <laughs> hey, please pass the egg. Hey, Dad, there's a scorpion on my head. These dads are saying, why is he saying that? Why do you think? You know, some people think that when you get spiritual or when you ask for the Holy Spirit, things get tricky. Look out, the Spirit splits churches. And the Spirit, you know, crazy things, crazy gifts. 
I think that's at least part of it. Or, or you'll get out of control, you know, you'll lose control, and, and you'll ask for one thing, you get something sinister. It is not true, because of who the Father is. Then he says, if you who are evil, that wasn't a compliment, know how to give good gifts to your children. Now they're back on track. Because these fathers who were confused for a while, wondering, what is he saying here? Why is he talking about this? Okay, now we know about gifts. We know how to give good gifts to our children. I know how to give good gifts to my children. I like to give good gifts to my children. I remember the gifts that I've given to my children. I remember when my first son, when our first son was real little, mm-hmm. we gave him a bicycle. Mm-hmm. I remember it well. I know right where I was. I hid it down in the garage by the carport. I tied a string around it. Went outside the carport. Went out to the front. Went up 17 stairs. Up into the front door. In the front door. Into the living room. Put the string down. We started unwrapping presents. And I gave him the string. And I said, go for it. He walked out the front door. Pulling on this string, walked down. How many stairs? Seventeen stairs. <laughs> down around. Into the carport. My heart is beating. Yes. He opened up <laughs> that door. He saw that bike. Squealed with delight. I had a heart attack. <laughs> See, I'm a father. And I know what it is to give gifts to my children. I love it. And he says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts, then what does he say? How much more? See, he's not a reluctant giver. He really, really wants to pour it on you. He wants to to pour it on so extravagant that you brag about how good your father is. He wants to spoil you with his lavish love. And he wants to give you the greatest gift. How much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit? It's the greatest gift that he can give to any saved person. To those who To those who ask. The word ask is used five times in the last five verses. Are you getting the point? There was a, a man who was desperate at midnight and he asked. I was desperate out here in the out on the deck. Many years ago we had pastors over. And we had a, a wonderful gathering and we, we didn't have the big barbecue that we have now that you guys gave to us. If you're newer here, you got to know that Communitas gave Karen me that the barbecue, the big one that's out here. We had a little one, and we had barbecue. We had hamburgers and hot dogs. And somebody said, please pass the mustard. And I said, oh, no. I'd forgotten to get mustard. Now, <clears throat> How many of you know you can't have a good good old American hot dog without mustard? Anybody? Raise your hand if you know that that's true. You can't have... You have to have mustard. Raise your hand if you think you can't have a good hot dog without mustard. Come on, everybody. Boo! Boo! Oh! all wrong. Did you make it? Anyway, we had to get hot. We had to get mustard. And I didn't have time... I was desperate, right? When you're desperate, what do you do? You ask. Desperate people and children know how to ask. So I go over to those houses over there. Started at the end. Okay, we're having this barbecue, and we got hot dogs and hamburgers, and you know, we got to have mustard for hot dogs. And we have mustard, do you have any? No, sorry. Went to the next house. Went to the Johnsons. We're having this barbecue and I forgot to get the mustard, don't have time to pick it up, I had my excuse and I didn't want to do it, but I was desperate so I asked, mm-hmm. I finally, I don't know how, how many houses I went to, I can't remember, 
but I got the mustard. <laughs> I came back holding the Olympic torch. I was, I was so. <clears throat> I had the mustard and I brought it back. So you may be knocking at midnight or you may be crying out for somebody else. You've got a father who's just very eager. To get it. it may not look like that, and so you may have shut down. You may have said it doesn't work. I once asked my mom about this verse, because it says, for everyone who asks, and I said, Mom, it doesn't work that way, does it? And she said, God's word doesn't lie. End of discussion. <laughs> There's something that Jesus knows about his Father that you and I don't know yet. I want to find out. I want to, I want to find out. I want to... I want to push on him and find out just how good he is. Because I'm not bragging about him as much as I want to. I want to experience it so much in pushing on his door and receiving his good gift, especially the gift of the Holy Spirit, that I just talk about him. And you know what's going to happen if that happens? And he's going to talk about me. You know, from heaven, he talks about people. The Bible says he favors those who favor him. He doesn't have favorites in the human sense, but in the divine sense. There are people in the Bible that he favored. He favored Daniel. He said one time, if even Daniel prayed, I wouldn't answer it. Which says in reverse that when Daniel prays, he gets what he asks for. Wouldn't you like to be that person? Wouldn't you like to learn how to pray? Wouldn't you like to go to him and know, have such confidence you walk boldly? He's listening to me. He's hearing my prayer. This is a done deal. I want that. So tonight I want us just to simply ask. Do you think it would offend the Father if we asked him? I don't think it would offend. It, it seems to indicate that he really wants to listen to you and to me. And that if we ask for the Holy Spirit, would that offend him anyone? You know, it doesn't make any difference where you are. The Holy Spirit is God's greatest gift to us. We can't read or understand this book written by the Holy Spirit. We can't come under conviction of sin and learn how to repent so revival can come except by the Holy Spirit. We can't walk in truth except the Holy Spirit. We can't come under the Lordship of Jesus Christ apart from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the workhorse of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit makes it all happen. The Holy Spirit gives us His gifts. The Holy Spirit reproduces the fruit, the character of Christ in our life. We desperately need the Holy Spirit. Mm. However, much of the church is not interested. And so they're not asking. Are they getting? No. But I want to go after it. I want the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I'm more desperate now than I was 40 years ago when I was filled with the Holy Spirit as a high school senior. So wherever you are tonight, I hope when we stop and pray now, that you will say, just like we sang, we sang, Holy Spirit, come. Oh, my. I feel that's that's the prayer that we have seen answered the quickest here at Communitas. When we pray that prayer, Holy Spirit, come, we have seen the Holy Spirit come. Okay? Well, let's just put down our notes and put our Bible. Now, now when we say, Holy Spirit, come, what are we praying? You know, some of you may have had a bad experience some sometime. You prayed for the Holy Spirit and then somebody pounced on you and started yelling things and you were confused. You didn't know what was happening. And you, you weren't sure you wanted the Holy Spirit because of, of what was happening. You know, we're not, we're not going to try to make anything happen tonight. Because we don't have to. We're on the receiving end. We're just kids. We're just kids saying, Father, we need everything you have. We're hungry. We want the Holy Spirit. When I was a senior and I heard about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I thought, this is weird. I hadn't heard about those things before. And I thought they were, they were for people who had a boring life and needed something to, to bolster up their, their uh, whole-hum existence. I found otherwise. I was up at a camp. And I, uh, the director of the camp was one of those people. You know what I mean? Um, one of them. One of those. One of those. Oh, yeah. Alan Hansen. 
And after my friend came back and he had asked for prayer and something happened, I knew it. I could tell. I just looked at him. I could tell. So I, I asked Alan, would you pray? And I gathered a bunch of kids together. We prayed. He, he, uh, the adults had already gone to bed. And so we gather out by the pool in Southern California mountains, near where there are fires going on. And he talked about the Holy Spirit, my heart was burning. Now, if your heart didn't burn, that's okay. You know, you can't make your heart burn. You can pray for it like we prayed tonight. Ask the Lord to give you passion. But something started there. I opened the door and I walked through. It didn't make me any more spiritual than I was before then, but it opened a door to a life of adventure. And some of you walk through that door. You're, you're walking and, and take another step tonight. It may be new for you. You want to step through that door. We, we don't want you to be afraid. This is just a good thing. The Holy Spirit is a good gift. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit is a good gift. Holy Spirit is a, No one can comfort you with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comforts you from within. No one can teach you like the Holy Spirit. No one can counsel you, help you, set you on a plane path. So, uh, let's... We've had enough of that light here for a while. Let's turn that, turn that off. Can't see y'all. I know there's some of you around the corner. I can, yeah, I can see you over there, Clint. You're there. <laughs> yes, love you too. Excited. <laughs> it's not the posture of the body, but you know, you want to be comfortable. You may want to just hold your hands out like you're receiving a gift. You don't have to. It's a non-issue. We're so thankful for what God is doing here at Communitas. And that God is God is being so kind and so generous to us. And he loves to give his good gifts. Loves to give us the Holy Spirit. As we ask for it, then we expect the Holy Spirit to come. He'll come according to your need or desire. Maybe you need encouragement tonight. Maybe you'll get that. Maybe you, maybe you need conviction. Maybe maybe you've been stepping outside the boundaries and you need to be brought back and the Holy Spirit will come <coughs> gently. Will you back? Mm. We are so, so thankful, Heavenly Father. We are humble to be called your children. And we call you Father tonight. You're our Father. Just say it. Father. Father. You're our Father. And you love to give us things. We are sorry. We somehow felt that you were sort of reluctant and it was hard to get things from you. Lord, there are people here who need healings in their family. Or we think of Amy's mother who has cancer, needs to be healed. And so we come with Amy. Say, heal. We think of Linda Fred who needs cancer. Pray, heal. We're asking, Father. There are people here that have things on their heart. There are things that they need. And they come to you as a Father and they're asking. And we know your heart is moved. Much more than mine and Karen's when our children come to us. You are a good Father. And so we say to you, would you give us the Holy Spirit yes. tonight? Thank you. Come, Holy Spirit. Just say that. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and fill us. Come and fill us. 
Top of our head to the bottom of our head. Fill it. Fill us up. Fill us. To overflow. We want to look like Jesus. We want to minister in the power of Jesus. We've seen enough lack of power in our churches. We know that, Lord. We want to minister in the power of Jesus and the character of Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Now your job isn't to make something happen. It's just to receive. And we do that different ways. Just as the Spirit comes, you just receive. Just dial down and be on the receiving end. Let the Spirit just take your thoughts and your mind. Maybe it'll be a quiet, comforting time. Maybe it'll be a time of stirring in your heart. I feel that now. I'm just going to speak in tongues. The Bible says that every good gift comes down from the Father of lights. So everything He gives us is good. And this, it seems to be like a gift to get us going. A gift. If, you, if you've asked for the gift before you have it, you have it if you've asked for it. I prayed for a man sitting on this couch, a pastor, three weeks ago who had been prayed for many times and he said nothing's ever happened and he felt like he was kind of on the fringes. I said, well, you're going to speak today. And I just said, the gifts of the Spirit are like Jesus. They're divine and human. They're like the Bible, divine and human. We have a part to play. He was afraid of having any part in it. And so he just kept his mouth glued shut and waited for God to wrap it. And I said, when I, when I pray with you for the Spirit to come, I'm going to open my mouth, and you can open yours, and we'll just speak together. That's exactly what he did. And he said something I never heard anybody say before. I prayed for hundreds, maybe thousands, I don't know. But he said, the phrases that I just spoke, I've been hearing in my mind for a long time. He just needed to open his mouth. And so, just encourage you, you just, just open your mouth. And not going to offend God. It's whatever comes, comes. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Speak out. If you want to, you can. Whether it's in the first time or the hundredth time, you can do it. If you know and you want it, you can just ask for it. Lord, give me gift of speaking in a language or never learn. Would you stir up prophecy here? Yes. Uh, yes. Would you enable people to yes. prophesy? There are people here who want to heal. Yes, yes. Uh, come. Yes. Come with your power. Come with your love. Come with your character. Yes. Come with your gift. Yes. And stir up your yes. life in our midst. We want to have influence with people. And, and we are we're desperate and we're needy. And so we come hungry, thirsty. And so we're just going to praise you. Now go ahead, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Or give people comfort, give people joy, give people your peace, give people a holy, fresh, holy encounter with you, the living God. Give them joy, give them confidence, O Lord, that they can come to you, and that they can be heard in heaven, that they can touch heaven, that they are your Yes, they are your children. They can come. Oh God, we would come to you tonight. 
There's no question that you're not free to ask. We we like questions as much as answers, sometimes even a little more. Because a question is a good thing. It leaves the door open. When people give answers on Acts 2, they had answers. These guys are drunk. Answer. But then somebody said, what do these things mean? Question. That's a good thing. What do these things mean? That opens the door for a moment. So wherever you are, we'd love, we'd love to talk to you. If if something happened tonight and you want to experience more of the Spirit and want to meet with one of us, meet with Karen, my Japanese wife, she is <laughs> She is more Japanese than American. In fact, Japanese who have lived in her home have said that to her. Karen, you are more Japanese than I am. <laughs> She's imbibed the culture. That's why she loves Japan. She gets along so well over there. She's a magnet for international, but it's Well, you know, if you grow up as a three-year-old, and now I'm 60, so, you know, get the You're math. 60? No. <laughs> no. Really? Wow. Okay, bless you tonight. Bless you with a heart that asks a lot. You're not asking enough, you Father. Ask for nothing. Okay? Ask for the Holy Spirit a lot. Ask tonight. Spin around. Spin around. Just for five Thank minutes. You. Five minutes. You got a group right here. Where? Shannon, right here. Oh. There. Oh, there big one. There they are. Okay. Spin around out there. Come on. Oh. Even if you